Thank you for joining us for another night of Dungeons & Dragons. Tonight we'll be starting a new campaign called the Body Horror Campaign. It'll be taking place in the setting that they always take place in, Yalzar. Specifically, the northern tip of Betwins Yarda, where the Great Wood that the Druid Conclave resides. I have with me a full set of four party members, four hardy adventurers all in their own right, starting at the Knights level 8. First, we have our warrior or our fighter warlock. Uh, hey, everybody! This is Dylan uh, playing Yo Gai. Uh, he's a yak folk fighter. Yeah. Our uh, cleric. Hey, everyone! This is Nick. I'll be playing Ikubad, the rust dwarf cleric. Our paladin. Hi, everyone! This is Jesse playing Wiltbrook Hod, the paladin. <laughs> and uh, our ranger slash druid. Hey everybody, my name's Scott, and I'll be playing Redclaw. And you might notice all these are familiar, returning players. I wanted some veteran players. This is going to be a heavy campaign. I'm going to say this precisely once. Uh, I will put this in the uh, track information on SoundCloud and everywhere else I attempt to post it. But this, well, this story is going to go to places dark and dreary and sad and weird and harmful. If you find yourself with sensitivities that, uh, well, can get easily offended by just stories that talk on those notes, be wary, be ready. It's going to get spooky, and even more so. If you uh, are familiar with any body horror works in the past, I suggest you familiarize yourself with some of the, the notes and the themes that those stories tend to play with. And if you're comfortable with them, I invite you to listen. I'm sure you'll have a great time and enjoy your stay. But if you think that this sort of thing can get too intense or too invasive or just downright shake you to your core or upset you with things that happened in your past, I honestly urge you to find another podcast or check out one of my other adventures. I'm running three at this time, so I'm sure you'll find something that you can enjoy. Uh, but this, this story is going to get heavy. So for those who don't want to have to deal with something like that, I suggest you look elsewhere. And with that, we start... <sighs> Redclaw, you've been tasked with uh, finding muscle for the Conclave. You've already received some pretty heavy information about some of what's been going on in the outstretched lands of the Greatwood. And uh, the, the reports are troubling. But you've been gifted by the Conclave some money to hire uh, non-Conclave muscle and experience. So you know that you're not just going to go and pick up some town guards with particularly sharp swords that have trained for a few years. You've been specifically asked to find some hardy people. And you know that the town Middlebrook is one of the few towns on the river that runs the eastern coast of the Great Wood that is actually on the western side, the, the forest side of the river. So you figured that your adventure to find some help would start there. This sounds good to me. Uh, how much money do I have? Well, you have, outside of your, you know, your own personal goods, you've right. been given a coffer that is loaded with 2,000 gold worth of platinum. And just to confirm... Uh, it's a ten gold exchange or a ten to one exchange, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've got roughly two hundred platinum in a coffer. Right. All right. So am I in the tavern currently? 
Well, if that's, is that where you probably start? Yeah, so Red Claw is very adamant about helping the Conclave out based on his change in professions from Ranger to Druid. And so the first thing he would do is set out to go to any tavern in Middlebrook looking for said muscle. So um, would you want to go to one of, because, you know, Middlebrook's a pretty sizable township. I mean, they, there's a lot of trade that comes in on this river, uh, and it's one of the main thoroughfares for the Conclave, so they don't have to cross the river to go to any of the, the trading. So, you know, people come through here all the time. That being said, there's a bunch of different taverns, you know, some that are pretty much just bars uh, and some that are more like a public house. Um, where on that sort of spectrum of tavern do you think you'll find yourself looking for help? So one of the things Red Call would do, and if it's all right with you, can I roll uh, maybe an investigation? Or So I'd like to ask any town folk as I'm passing by whether where the strongest people hang out, if there's a bar where people of higher caliber tend to congregate at. Okay. So you get probably pointed to one of the uh, pubs by the pier that is more of a bar than anything else. Um, so I'll give you a choice. Amongst the places that you get suggested to, two kind of stand out. Uh, one is a... Actually, why don't you give me an investigation to okay. see what you get in terms of information about your choices. Am I proficient in... No, I am not. I'm not an investigative boy. All right. Uh, 12 on the dice, zero on the modifier. All right, so you know, or rather you pick up that one of these um, pubs is pretty much just a place where a bunch of sailors drop in and get kind of surly before they get clocked over the head and dragged back onto the boat. Um, so you might find some strength there, but it's probably also already contracted out to a vessel. Mm -hmm. Whereas the other one is borderline a adventurer's guild outpost. Um, it's, it's, it's more, it's more akin to like a bounty hunters bar. So that's probably your better bet. Yeah. Red Claw would head straight there, basically using the same train of logic that you just provided. You find yourself standing at the door of the Hunter's Mark. Uh, and out front of the Hunter's Mark is encased within a uh, glass sort of layer behind is a, a wanted board. Um, and standing next to it and the door is a bouncer. A heavy set um, sort of orcish looking fella hard to tell if he's full orc or half orc but he's definitely got some of that green in him mm -hmm. he doesn't give you much attention as you approach until unless you make any efforts to get towards the door he sort of just assumes that you're here to look at the wanted board for which there is no lack of uh posts gotcha uh i'm gonna approach the bouncer and try and greet him somewhat politely extending my hand Ah, good evening to you. Name's Red Claw. Curious about this uh, hunter's mark here. Mind if I go in? Yeah, that'd be all right. Ah, wonderful. Ooh. Before Ooh. you do, two rules and exactly two. Make them clear, follow them, you have a clear day. One, you raise your fists or your weapon, your safety is not guaranteed. Two, if you're here to hire people, if you can't find someone on your own, the bar keeps the man to talk to. If 
you go around and you ask everybody else and start bothering people, we're going to kick you out. Ah, I understand. Thank you kindly. Uh, one quick question, if I may. That'll be. So, I understand your rules just fine. What's your policy on animals? And I'll point down to a wolf who's got very red, thick hair, about four feet at the shoulder, and slightly armored, very light leather armoring on See, me buddy Volk here can't really speak your language, but I'll make sure he behaves if you let him in. Here, let me give you the deal. And he takes a big, haunchy knee that sort of thuds into the boards, uh, and he gets on your wolf's level, and he goes, Don't raise your weapons. Don't bother people. He gives you a look up. Ah, easy enough. I appreciate it. And I'll make sure he behaves. Good. He sort of gives ah. you a shrug with his... He sort of stands back up, leans his shoulders back against the wall, and sort of gives you a thumb towards the door. Uh, Red Claw will just bow politely and enter the door, kind of whistling a little bit to let Volk know it's time to go in. Uh, the door's locked, but the moment you give it a tug or a nudge, uh, the bar- bouncer sort of like slams his foot twice against the frame to which uh, sort of a slit opens. You see a face on the inside. Look around. Look at the the bouncer. He gives an exhausted, like, open the fucking door look. <laughs> uh, the slit closes. The door opens. And standing inside is uh, a, uh, a, a very proper dressed gnome who jumps back up to his stool as he has unlocked the door uh, and goes back to reading some sort of hefty tome, but overall rather ignores you. So, Red Claw can't resist. Ah, excuse me, sir. What do you have there? Looks like a nice book. The gnome looks right past you and looks to the bouncer who's, you know, behind your perspective, rolls his eyes uh, and just over his shoulder says, Rule two, Red Claw. Ah, ah, I forgot. My apologies, my apologies. Have a good day. And I'll make my way towards wherever the bar and the bar keep is. Pretty obvious to find. The place is, I wouldn't say brimming with with business or people. And for the rest of the party members that haven't been introduced yet, if you want your character to appear in this place, just type something in the chat and let me know. Uh, Otherwise, we can, you know, have you found later on. So, um, you go up to the bar, uh, the barkeep, and after he sees you approach, uh, he pretty quickly identifies that, you know, you're not here to work. You're probably here to find work, uh, and gives you a very polite smile, uh, and a nod, um, and a sort of like a gesture for just one minute, sir. Uh, and he tends to a couple of other people's orders, one of which is a man named Wilt, which is described as... Uh, he is a a tall human in full plate armor sitting at the bar. Um, he has a shield strapped to his back with um, the sigil of the city of Gal um, imprinted with a uh, a wall behind it. Um, on his shield, um, he's wearing the colors of the city of Yal, his salt and pepper hair, and he's just sitting there sipping an ale and you know keeping his head on a swivel. What's he drinking? Since he just got an order from the barkeep. 
Uh, whatever the strongest ale that they have is. Okay. So yeah, you see this sort of very dark, uh, heavy head of uh, an ale sitting in front of him. Uh, Volk or Redclaw looks around a little nervously and turns to Volk. Well, I guess if it was easy, they wouldn't have sent me. I may have to go talk to him. Volk, why don't you stay here? I don't want you to scare him off or anything. All right. Volk chuckles the only way a dire wolf can. <laughs> And I'll make my way over to Wilt. I'll extend my hand. Hello there. What's your name? Barkeep said that was Wilt, but I want to make sure. Ah, yes. Hello. Uh, My name is Wilt Brokhard, or the Votarian Guard of the city of Yal. And you are? Ah, well, my name's Agrant Mero, but most people call me Redclaw. It's easier that way. Redclaw. I can remember that, aye. You happen to be a druid for these forests here. Aye. Druid, I am. Uh, I'm a little curious how'd you got your, how you got your title. That's a mighty fancy title you have. Well, part of it's lineage, part of it is resolve. That's the only way that we know in the Guard of Yal. So you're saying you've got a lot of resolve in you. Uh, how are you with uh, danger, violence, possible death? Well acquainted and good friends. He smiles a bit. Redclaw can't believe his luck as the first person he's talked to fits what he needs perfectly. It's almost serendipity at its finest. Ah, Did you guys gauge the, for me this conversation? Is it, uh, I mean, because you guys are speaking somewhat boisterous, so I don't know how, like, is this just conversational level, or are you guys, like, you know, trying to speak over the din of the bar? Right, so a Redclaw, at least I assumed that we were, there was a a lot of ambient noise in the background in a tavern, so I'm speaking up so assuming Wilt can hear me. Yeah, okay. I figured that that was the case. I just didn't want to be like, you know, other people might be hearing this conversation if you guys are trying to keep it somewhat private. Uh, This is just how Wilt talks. Uh, It's a big voice. Um, And also, he's kind of doing his, like, feeling out of um, the person that came up to him, trying to see uh, if they can stand up to a big voice. Gotcha. Redclaw is mostly from the forest. He's not used to all this interaction with people. And so he's just trying to blend in. He sees a lot of other people talking loudly over the rest of the crowd. And he's like, okay, this is just how we do it. Gotcha. Yeah. So, uh, so the, the emphasis on the word death is going to pique the interest of the other two player characters that are probably somewhere in this tavern. Um, Hearing that there's a discussion about some sort of daring do where death is on the line is very much in the past and profession of the other two characters. So, you know, it might you might not hear everything, uh, you two, but that word would pop amongst the crowd and potentially get your interest. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably, after hearing that, would uh, walk my way over there. Or at least make my way to the bar closer to them. Okay. I would definitely, at the at the mention of possible death, uh, shuffle over with clank of my armor, grating against itself. I've been sitting for a little while. I, sorry to bother you, but uh, you said possible death. You're looking for, for folks to hire? Standing before Red- you is un deniably a rust dwarf mercenary uh unmistakable not in just gait and noise but also in armor and visual 
Uh, is this common? Would Volk or would Red Claw know that this is a Rust Dwarf? Um, I mean, you can voluntarily say that your character has never met, met a Rust Dwarf before. Um, I'd like to be on the other side of that fence. I would like to know what a Rust Dwarf is. Then I, I would imagine you do. I, uh, frankly, if you've traveled very much, it's very likely you've bumped into one at some point. Okay, so as you approach me, I'm going to be like, Oh, what luck! You're telling me a Rustdorf wants to be hired? Ah, wait. Aren't you all a bit, uh, and I'll rub my fingers together, on the pricey side? Uh, we can be, we can, but, uh, and I'll kind of stroke my, my beard that is, like, almost bleach white with age at this point. Uh, um, I've come here looking for the, the end of my days of adventure. And, uh, Want to return back to Delver Day, where we've all come from at one point before the split. So, uh, I'll cut you a bargain. Ah, I appreciate it. Uh, I want to be clear about one wee thing, though. You mentioned you're looking for the end of your adventuring days. Are you reliable? Because uh, I don't mean to be rude. I've, I've heard of the prowess of Rustorfs, but you seem to be on the, the end of... Your adventuring days, regardless of what you're looking for. Well, if I can say anything, especially to the resolve of the Rust Dwarfs, it's that they are a tough bunch. Many under my employ and brothers in arms. Rust Dwarfs all alike. Hmm. I've got plenty of resolve left in me. I just wanted to come out here, find something challenging. It's going to be the end of my days. I want something to earn it. Ah, that's mighty admirable of you. Uh, I don't believe we were introduced. Did you give me a name? Ah, uh, yeah. Apologies, a little, a little rough on those. Uh, my name is Ichabod. I'll put my hand out to shake hands. Probably, probably have to reach up a little bit for that. Yeah, I'll reach down and shake it. Ah, wonderful. Name's Agrant Mero, but please, call me Redclaw. So much easier. Right, Redclaw it is. So, just to be crystal clear... Ichabod, what skills are you bringing to the table besides the wide portfolio of a Rostov? Do you have any uh, ways of arcana or maybe you can speak with nature outside of that hefty equipment you have? What do you do? I've, uh, I took a break from, from the mercenary life and went back, went back home tending to, to graves, funeral rites, all that, uh, Working along divine magics of sorts. Uh, after he, I heard overheard the rust dwarf talking about taking care of like funeral rites and things like that. Uh, I'd probably walk up to behind them, just kind of stand there and just wait for a break in conversation, <laughs> which would probably be you walking up. Uh, a yak folk is a hard thing to miss. Uh, especially one so far from home. Yeah, uh, I mean, so... You, you might have been identified the moment any of these people walked in, be like, huh, yak folk, don't see that every day. Uh, but for you to walk over to them, I think would be pretty inviting within itself. Gotcha. So, yeah, a big, like, uh, seven and a half foot uh, yak folk walks up, uh, black fur with these big white horns and plate 
that is covered in bones. And he has like this white uh, paint on his face that outlines the what would be the skull of a yak folk uh, standing there. Uh, <laughs> hello, little ones. Uh, I overheard you say something about the death and things of that nature. Oh my, the livestock speaks. Oh, good. Whoa. You are gigantic. What What did you call me? Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, Wilt, if you I am take... not livestock, little one. Well, of course not. You're a yak man with huge, gigantic muscles. It's fantastic. Uh, I've already made a mistake. No, no. I- excuse me, sir. What did you say your name was? Uh, I am Yogo Ai, uh, but most people just call me Yo. Yo, well, split my trunk, Yo. I'm so glad you're here. You'd definitely be useful where we're going. Uh, just a quick question, though. Uh, where did you come from? I don't think I've ever seen one of you before. Uh, I'm, co- I'm from uh, Great North, uh, the Tundra. Uh, that is where my people are from. Uh, I was a uh, crypt keeper, if you will. I guarded the uh, bodies of our fallen warriors. Ah, so at least you're comfortable with the idea of death? Uh, I'm going to ask you the same thing I asked Ichabod. Uh, Wilt didn't seem to need any... Uh, explanation as he's just gleaming in armor what special skills do you bring to the table because this is going to be a mighty hard job uh well i am friends with death on personal level that is all you really need to know uh something tells me i should ask you more but i'm not gonna lie you're a bit intimidating yes this is very true I'd argue that's a skill you bring to the table right there. I feel like a lot of people aren't going to mess with us. Sure, uh, of course. Uh, my apologies. I did not mean to just walk up on you. Uh, it is very lonely in tombs. Uh, it is me and uh, the dead people, so conversation is not my strong suit. Ah, oh, it's fine. I'm just, I'm not going to lie, I'm counting my lucky stars. I thought I was going to be here all day, but you three look plenty ripe for an adventure uh so i'm just gonna be straightforward with you if that's all right uh straightforward truth is uh best way i agree by all means ichabod do you have any objections none all right ah agreed so the short and skinny of the whole situation is there's some strange going on in the forest the conclave sent a bunch of their people in uh bad news is none of them came back and originally, they thought some weird extra-dimensional being was destroying the natural flow of death in the forest, but now they're not sure. So I've been sent here to give whoever I see fit money to come with me. And if you're all willing to join me, I can give you about 650 gold each. It's all up front. There's no extra payment later. Would you be willing to take that? You can keep your gold. I've been sent by the blessings of the great city herself to come and investigate just what you said. I've been seeking out the druids here. And word of the strange goings on in the forest has reached the mighty city. And within her arms, I've been deemed to come here. Solve it. Uh, Wilt, I don't mean to be rude, but... Certainly you're going to have some expenses, and it'd be better that you take it from the conclave, because that's who we'll be taking the orders from. 
you take orders from Conclave. I take orders from Hikasa. Ah, so that's gonna... And I take orders from one place and one place only. The bosom of the great city of Yao. Ah. Ichabod, do you have something you wish to say? Do you, do you also have a boss? Whoever's gonna pay. Ah, okay, good. So, the Rostorf's on the same level as me. I don't, again, don't mean to be rude, gentlemen, but if you're gonna be paid, you're gonna have to take orders from someone besides your other superiors, who I assume are quite far away. At this point, your conversation gets sort of interrupted. Um, the barkeep sort of leans over, and he's been tapping a mug on the bar top politely for a few seconds now. But uh, as you all have been so deep in your, you know, discussion of of proceedings, he sort of slams it audibly so much that you can see that he's probably broken the mug. And he goes, hey, I don't mind all of you doing what you're doing here, but you do it somewhere else now that you've met. You can buy a room or you can fuck off. Uh, do these rooms, are they, are they, uh, large? Can I, big beds? I've had bigger for... boys than you sleep here, yeah. Uh, two silver will cover it for the night. I'll look over to Red Claw. I will take payment now. <laughs> Wonderful. I'm glad we could all agree. Wilt, I'm sure you're going to take this payment. Come on. Don't make me twist your arm. And I, I give you a sly smile that I'm clearly joking, and my hand's shaking a little as I point to you. He throws his head back and roars laughter. Ha 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 Oh, well, if you'll throw gold at me, I'll take it. At this point, uh, I'm going to turn to Ichabod. Ichabod, you said you're okay with it too, right? Of course. And I'll divvy out bags of 650 gold to each of you. And as I hand, I'm going to hand Yo, the last bag. Uh, one more thing, gentlemen. None of you are allergic to dogs, are you? Is, is this joke? I'll whistle at that. Mm -mm. Is this another livestock joke? No, it's not joke. Hold on. And I'll whistle. And you all see this giant, well, giant for a normal wolf, four foot tall, red, bushly, armor on, wolf come up and sit next to me. This is me buddy, Volk. What's the passive perceptions of the party? I'm at... It is not high. <laughs> I am at an I was about to be like, it's nine, obviously, but that's that's not true anymore. Uh, it, is, uh, it, is, it is nine. Yeah, that's a flat-out ten for Wilt. Did I hear 18 uh, for you? 18 from the Druid. Okay. 14 for me. Oh, all right. Um, so even you don't notice uh, until you hear the clang of a couple of silver coins on the bar top next to you. Um... The barkeep is standing in front of you holding a key in one hand and pointing at your purse, uh, Red Claw. Mm -hmm. I've taken the payment. Take the key. Clear up the bar. Ah, thank you kindly, barkeep. I appreciate you taking care of the formalities. And I'll take the key and be like, should we talk about this further in the room, gentlemen? Of course. Lead the way. Uh, yeah. sure. And I will take whatever path seems obvious to the room. If yeah. the keys are marked or if some, if the barkeep gave me... You know, directions, I will take that way, please. Yeah, the, the keys are marked, but not with with sort of glyphid, glyphology that you recognize. They're all very different symbols. Um, so you just walk up to the second floor, find the door that has the same marking as the key, opens easy enough, and uh, it's a sizable little meeting room. There's a, a small uh, 
sort of stock of of fresh water, some bread, uh, a single but sizable like uh, cut of like sausage, like uh, summer sausage, and a, uh, a small assortment of like root tuber vegetables and stuff like that that you all can eat. Um, but it's the room is mainly a circular table with um, a series of chairs racked up uh, and a couple of cots. So as soon as Red Claw sees the food, he's going to tie back his long white hair and take off his large leather traveling cloak and sit down and be like, it'd be a shame if we wasted it. Shall we eat? And he just goes and sits down in front of the food. Yes, I, well, I am good. I'd be lying if I said the ale didn't give me an appetite. Um, I could eat. Take a few bites of something off the table. Yeah, it's not enough to feed the four of you for the night, to be sure. But it's a nice little, you know, smackerel uh, to, 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 you know, sort of nibble at while you discuss. So, speaking of the adventure, boys, I'm not going to lie. I didn't think I'd get this far this quick. Uh, it might be best. We have one of two options. We can go straight into the forest and try and figure some stuff out. I've got a general idea of where we should be going. But we could also go back to the conclave and get more specific orders. I'm new to this whole group-based adventure, and I'll be glad to hear any opinions. Well, I'm here for one reason, to figure out what's wrong with this forest. I say we take the most direct route, resolve whatever's wrong here. Uh, this is not always true. Uh, information is best. I do not want to go into uh, this uh, fight blind. Quickest way to death, that is. Mm-hmm. Conclave's the one that hired us, right? Aye. Well, back in my day, you go back, you get orders from who paid you. All right, so seeing no dissension in the ranks, I'm going to say that this is a democracy, and two votes to one is the majority. No, I, I, I'll bow to that. I'll bow to that. Where does uh, your vote lie? Red Claw. Uh, if I voted, and voted the same as Wilt, we'd have a tie, and we'd get nowhere. I'd rather have three votes, and if something pressing comes up, I'll put my opinion in. But I asked for yours, because I wasn't sure. It'd make no sense to give you my vote. You're right. My apologies. Ah, no offense taken. So, I don't know what we should do for the rest of the night. It's... <laughs> I apologize, I... I'm not used to company outside of Volk and me bird Marla. You are a uh, zoo. You have all kind of creature. Uh, a zoo would imply that uh, I own them. I don't own any of them. We're just friends. They watch my back. I watch theirs. I wouldn't even be here if it wasn't for Volk. And I'll point to him who's probably taken over the bed at this point. <laughs> well, uh, it is good to know that we have... Uh... Another uh, creature on our side. Indeed, it is a fantastic beast. Any man would be lucky to have such a fantastic canine. I'll uh, wave Wilt over with my hand, kind of whispering, trying to get him in close to me. Uh, as you tried to whisper, Wilt has begun to doff his armor, and it sounds like a car crash. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> uh, I'll come close to you at that point as you doff your armor, and I'll be like, Listen, Wilt. Don't tell him those kinds of things. He'll get a big head, trust me. He's a prima donna at best. 
But he's such an adorable little puppy. No, well, I just said, don't say those things. <laughs> it's hard enough to keep him under control. I'm going to pet that puppy. There's a single, <laughs> there's a single bow. <laughs> <sighs> I can already tell this is going to be trouble. Don't blame me when he bites you in the ass. I've been bit by worse. I take your word for it. Well, I don't know about you gentlemen, but I'm assuming we're going to have to get an early start. Assuming you have no business to take care of in Middlebrook, I say we get a good night's sleep. Head out early. I would have to agree. Uh, quick question, Kenny. Yeah. How is necromancy seen in Yalzar? Um, <clears throat> so, I, it's uh, a weird thing. Okay. Because the more civilized places are more nonchalant about necromancy. Um, okay. Necromancy is, by the educated and the aware, the magic that <clears throat> is over death, um, preventing and encouraging it. So, you know, if you were talking to, you know, either adventurers or to affluent people, they would be like, oh, I have an uncle who's a necromancer. He does the fanciest parties, that sort of thing. Whereas, okay. you know... If you go to the most, you know, podunk place possible, they might perceive you as a lich. Um, but it's one of those things where it's all on how you show it. Okay. All right. I was just, I was just asking. Because mm -hmm. we're kind of in the middle of no. We're, I mean, is no, no you guys are in a pretty. I mean, like I said, you're in a thoroughfare of a, of a town, like. Okay. You know, you're going to meet, you know, ignorant sailors just as often as you're going to meet, you know, profitable, well-off, educated, you know, merchants. Okay. I just wanted to be sure before I started doing some spooky boy stuff. Yeah. And, and to, to put it simple, I mean, especially someone like you, uh, a yak folk that's all dolled up to look like Samundi. Uh, yeah. And you're like, if you were walking around with, like, a ghoul following you, no one's going to be like, attack him. Because they're like, that motherfucker is huge. <laughs> cool. All right. Good. Uh, that is good. All right. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, we shall uh, take that. Go to sleep. Uh, rest. Then go to uh, Conclave later. How long did it take you to get here from the Conclave? Uh, days. Tops. Days. Tops. It was a quick trip. <laughs> Curious how long a, a trek we were in for tomorrow. Ah, well, we won't finish it all tomorrow, but we'll get there soon enough. Hopefully we'll get to know each other a little better on the way. Well, regardless, I'd like to wake up and greet the sun that will kiss the city of Yell before it gets there. To bed. Uh, we'll take... I need to ask you a question. It, it's not a big deal or anything, but are you uh, one of those sun praisers? Do you, do you praise the sun? Not at all. I would just like to greet the light. Ah, all right. That will grace the great city of Yal before it gets there and make sure it goes on a steady path. Ah, okay. No judgment, just checking. That is not how light works. Uh, nothing can travel faster than speed of light. Oh, you don't say. Ah, but does not does not the sun rise over Delverde before it gets to Yal? 
Does it? I don't know. Is, is it flat? Is it a globe? I'm not <laughs> God, sure. No. <laughs> got some strong opinions there if you look at the flight patterns for <laughs> Yalzar is flat no, nothing can change my mind oh my I'm God. a flat Yalzar <laughs> I'm gonna kill your character first <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> I'm so sorry it was a joke it was a joke <laughs> Uh, campaign over. Just the whole tavern just caved in on itself. I don't know. Why. <laughs> it's because the earth's flat, and that's how the gravity works. <laughs> it's a weird asked, freak boulder storm. We've never seen <laughs> I, asked, I also don't vaccinate younglings. So. <laughs> All right, now I'm gonna have to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> And, and we lost 25% of our listener base. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm just joking. Vaccinate your kids. The world's round. Oh, Fuck. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> Good. We got him back. That was easy. Yeah. No, but we lost 13%. Anyway. Yes. That's fine. We, did, we didn't want that 13% anyways. You know, I don't put the bar very high for the people that I invite to listen to my Dungeons & Dragons. But if you do have... You know, if children. You, if <laughs> yes, vaccinate your kids. Trust doctors. The world is a but, ovoid spheroid. Facts. Yeah, listen to scientists; they're important. And then girls got curves. Listen, we don't Ooh. need to feminize everything. You fucking cis. First, you got me there. First and foremost, not women. You know, men have curves too. All right. It's true. I'm anyway, a curvy boy. Anywho. Back to D&D. Right. <laughs> I love Earth Champ. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, back to D&D. Stop. Stop. <laughs> Put the memes back on your pockets, boys. I can't. They've already been... <laughs> so, not too much time passes before uh, there's a knock at the door. It's rhythmic, but gentle. Uh, and you can hear there's a swell of music. Uh, anybody order a... Minstrel? Uh, can't say that I did. Ah, uh, well, I'll go check. Everyone stay here, and I'll do my best to go to the door, and I'll look at Volk and whistle a little bit for the be prepared command. Okay. Um, so you, you know, open the door. I don't know how much you open it, but... Open it. It's a friendly, like, I'm not going to be suspicious opening it. I'm going to open it, but I'm, re- I'm at the ready. Not weapons drawn, but I'm prepared for whatever's on the other end. Gotcha. Standing before you is a young half-elf woman. Uh, she has a um, large harp next to her um, and a smaller lyre in her hands. Um, and she sort of curtsies uh, unprofessionally, so not very thoroughly, uh, before you and says, Lords, I, well, I knock on the doors every eve and offer my services as a bard to anyone who would have them and if even just to put you to a, a soothed n- nature for the evening if if you would uh what's your name miss oh uh <laughs> my mother had a sense of humor my name is melody ah melody red claw and i'll put my hand out uh she takes your hand you can feel the calluses in her palm she's definitely a 
you know, been playing those instruments that she's accompanied with for some time. But her hand is still gentle, and there's not a lot of muscle mass there. Ah, got a, good, uh, got a quick question for you, Melody. She nods. Why do you have two instruments when you only play one at a time? Oh, well, they're both very different. And, well, some crowds prefer the softer, longer notes of the sitting harp, and some prefer the jauntier and perkier tunes of the lyre. A quick insight check? Sure. So I recognize that she can play, but I just want to know if she is sincere about how she comes around every night offering to play. Oh, okay. Yeah, if uh, Wilt hears that as well, he's going to also roll insight. Well, have any of the three of you been here for more than a day? No, but I, I assume that Red Claw has been in other taverns. And so I guess I'll ask the DM, is it common for a bard to go around offering to play individually? That doesn't seem very profitable to me. It, 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 it's not the most bizarre thing in the world um, to, to hear, but it almost stinks of desperation. Like, this is, this is equivalent to, like, door-to-door panhandling, if you will. Yeah, that's, so that's, that's at least what I interpreted from the get-go. I was like, it's weird that you want to do this instead of play for the whole tavern and get, you know, coin or whatever given to you that way. Why would you select a small group in, my, in Red Claw's mind? Sure. Um, but, uh, but for the adventurers that got hired here, were any of you here for more than a day, you think? I, I would have been. You, you've seen this girl before, then. Okay. Uh, do not worry, comrades. Uh, this girl has been here before. Uh, her playing is very much like a soothing... Uh, what will you, How do you say? Uh, stream. Uh, a babble of brook. Uh, very nice. I, I will pay. Don't worry. Ah, well, I'm more of a waterfall man myself, but if you say so... I've uh, it's recently come into some money, so I will pay for this once. <laughs> uh, so she sort of sort of gestures like a foot in the door. Yes, please come inside. Yeah, Red Claw will get out of the way, kind of extending his hand, being like, "Oh, my bad. I'm bad at social graces." <laughs> so you'll you'll notice that she has uh, a little cute system to pull the harp with her. Uh, it's on like a tiny little cart. Um, almost like a skateboard, I guess you would say, or uh, a dolly, is a, pro- a proper term. Um, cool, cool skateboard. I do uh, triple indie. Yeah, do you know? Back home. Do you know? No. Yeah, no. Acrobatic, <laughs> very low. <laughs> Christ air plus four multiplier, very good. <laughs> very, very good. So after the, door, after the door closes, she puts uh, a small little pouch that you can hear jingling with coins anyway uh, on the, the one side of the table. Um, and she sort of, you know, uh, gestures to that's a tip jar um, and says that, you know, tip if you will, if you want. But uh, the, the charge for the evening performance is one gold. Uh, to which I assume. Yeah, I get- yeah. yeah, I'll give uh, her a gold. A uh, quick interjection. Red Claw's gonna pretend to sneakily shuffle over to Yo. Uh, yo, do you have a second? I have multiple seconds. This what? is life. Until the end of it, I, I have seconds, yes. Ah, well, 
Are you being cheeky with me? Yes, this is humor. Is it? Is it not funny? I'm. I think you should work on your pitch a bit. You seem kind of monotone. Yes, this is mostly how they talk. Only people to talk to. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Ichabod. Ichabod understands. Yes. Now, now I've got a question for you. But first, really quickly, and I'm going to try and whisper this as quietly as possible. What's an appropriate tip for a barred lady? Uh, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm not very sure. I, I give her a couple gold. You know, she does very well. Okay. And before, if I'm allowed to, before she even starts playing, I'm going to toss two gold into the, the pouch. Uh, she goes the extra mile in her sort of bow. Um, before, when she curtsied, you know, she's she's very modestly dressed, but like any performing woman, she's showing a little bit of what nature gave her. Um, and so when grass you, stains, huh? Grass stains. Yes, yes. What yes. <clears throat> um, inch? Yeah. So when you tip her the two gold, she sort of bows uh, her upper torso a bit, um, and provides a visual. Uh, stimulus before the auditory one. Red Claw blushes. He has no idea what to do with this, and he kind of just backs up and stands uncomfortably close to Ichabod. <laughs> as as he backs up, Wilt, uh, Wilt will come up behind him and clap him on the shoulder and go, two gold's quite a good tip. And he'll drop one gold in the tip jar. Usually around the city, it's only one. Ah, good to know. Should ask you, Wilt. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so she continues to smile and throw some charm in the room um, before she begins to play. And play she does. Um, she plays two songs on the lyre and then three songs on the harp. Um, and the lyre, just as she prefaced, is it's, it's faster, it's jauntier, it's almost like a drinking song uh, at first. And the second one is also upbeat and lively and fun. Uh, it sort of warms you to hear and to see, hear her sing and play at the same time. Uh, the lyrics are mostly nonsensical, but they're they're fun and they the words bounce together well and they tickle on your ear as you listen. Uh, when she pulls out the harp, it almost feels as if the candles dim and the whole room becomes borderline sullen. Uh, and the first of the three harp songs she plays is slow. And you can feel your pulse sort of meet this lower tone, this lower mood. Uh, And it's a very pretty song about romance. And maybe some of the themes bounce around in your hearts and in your minds and reminisce on memories for things you've known. But the second song is a little more lively, but not much. Just it's about a step up. Uh... And it's clearly a more happy song. It almost invites thoughts of harvest and autumn. Uh, the long, toked notes sort of reverberate through the room and almost sound more like a scythe cutting grain. Uh, they're rhythmic and repeated, uh, and the lyrics sort of bring a golden swell to the whole, you know, ambience. And when she finishes her set, she asks if you'd like another song from her lyre or a song from her harp. Aye, I would, Melody. Uh, We're allowed to make requests at this point, right? 
Yes, whichever you'd prefer. Uh, I'm going to have to go with the, the loot, unless you're hiding the flute somewhere. She giggles and shakes her head no. Ah, then could I make a request about the subject matter of the song as well? She nods. I've never been to Yao before. Uh, Wilt's been talking about it a bunch. Uh, can you sing a song about Yao? She looks at Wilt and sort of grins. Uh, she gives him a once-over and sort of, like, quirks her eye and goes, and says, I know where you are from. I have a great song for that. And she, with that, stands up on the table and sort of walks around it, its perimeter, as she sings and plays her last song. Um, it's almost like a song that you all expect, you know, if you were, if she was performing this amongst a large crowd, would be participating in the chorus every time it comes around by halfway through. Uh, it's very short verses, very large choruses, and it's about the different wards of Yal. Uh, and the, the choruses are always like, and whenever the party gets too strong, the damn guard comes to play, and they play the games that they like, and we don't get to play anymore. It's very, like, it's tongue-in-cheek with the guard. Um, so very catered to the party. Uh, Wilt, hearing it strike up, he's sung this so many times in every single tavern with the people that, you know, he should probably be escorting to a drunk tank, um, you know, turning a blind eye to let the people of Yal enjoy themselves. But he belts along with this whole song. He's, he's having a great time. And it puts a big smile on her face to hear you join her, as expected. Um, but when she's over, she sort of does one more final bow and says, thank you very much, gentlemen. I hope you have a lovely night and a good sleep. And with that, she excuses herself, ties the coin purse back to her belt, uh, and sees herself out. My, oh my. What a performance that was. Is, are bards like that everywhere, Wilt? Ichabod? In, in larger cities, yeah. Yeah. From what I can remember. We don't we don't have a whole lot like that uh the the border towns by the desert, but it's it's good to hear when you're out traveling. Well, in the largest city, they're all like that. And better. I thought she was quite good. Oh very good. Indeed very good. Oh, that reminds me, Ichabod. Yao mentioned something about talking to dead people, and then you agreed. You guys got some kind of weird cult thing going on. Uh, no, no. Not cult. You don't want to just leave them in the crypts and act like they, they aren't still somebody. You gotta talk to whoever you can while you're getting your work done. Agreed. They were once people, still people. Some so spirits uh, stick around to help uh, the rest of the world. Those ones are the more talkative ones. So, this is a, a problem for me. It's just a, a personal philosophy, but you know if you buried them in the earth, their spirits could leave their bodies. The natural way to do things, these crypts where you preserve corpses for hundreds of years. What good does that do anybody? Red Claw, have you ever been to Tundra? No. Do I look like I could survive there? No, you do not. Yeah, exactly. So no, I haven't. 
you cannot get to ground. And when you do, large lava cold worms, uh, remez, come from ground, eat people, more die. This is uh, not a satisfactory way to get rid of the dead. So, we mummify and we honor them. That makes sense and all, but uh, why the hell would you ever live in the tundra? That sounds like a horrible place. It's nice uh, during, you know, summer months, uh, not freezing, so, uh, you know, it's a vacation spot, if you like. Ski. Snowboard. <laughs> if you like skiing. <laughs> Ica Ichabod, you're not from the tundra. Why do you do it? Uh, well, we, we don't keep them around in crypts for very long. It's more... You prepare them for the, the funeral pyres, and we burn them down, keep the, keep the ashes. Alright, well, I guess there's no argument with that, as long as you don't keep them forever. I, I mean, you can't really bury people in sand, it's, it's just, holes just keep filling back up, and... It's rough and it's coarse and it gets everywhere. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> A friend who said this once killed many younglings. Yikes! <laughs> all right, well, I think we best be getting to sleep. If we stay up much later, there's no point in getting up at all. So, um, as one would expect, and you're all experienced travelers and adventurers at this point, you know that there's magic in a bard's music, and there was magic in Melody's music. Her upbeat performances sort of blazoned your spirits and even though the the soothing tunes helped you find rest uh the the remem remembrance of home the vibrance of the great city yal and the 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 spark of creativity of the different wards sort of fills your veins with a little more vigor than normal even though these are only cots and simple beds that you're resting on you feel fully rested when you wake up in the morning so much so there's even a little bit of an extra jaunt in your step. And for the next two days, all of you have ten more movement speed. Well, hot dang. Wolf. That's awesome. Does my wolf also have plus ten movement speed? Did your wolf listen to the songs? Heck yeah, he did. Well then, yeah. Uh, one more question, Kenny. Uh, yeah. Yak folk, do they have dark vision? No. No, they don't, I don't think. Okay, okay. yeah, because we never went over that. Yeah, sorry. No, you're good. I am the only one... Oh, no, I am with the human. I also cannot see in the dark. Wait, no, I, I can't. That's I took that other evocation. Oh, okay, cool. I, 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 took, I took Devil's Sight, so I can see up to 120 feet in darkness and magical Sick. darkness. We talked about this. Like We talked about all the benefits of that, even if you had dark vision. Now I can see everywhere. <laughs> there will be no hiding. Red Clock covers up all of his naughty bits. <laughs> Don't worry. I can still see them. Yikes. <laughs> I've decided you can't come on this journey with us. <laughs> Keep the money, but get the fuck out. I don't like being eye-fucked. Trust me, you would know. Oh, scary. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> not, not how I expected this campaign to start dark. Um, <laughs> this is the horror of the body. Boy, howdy. Literal. 
<clears throat> so, you all uh, wake up, um, you know, raring to go, I assume. Yep. yep. Uh, ah, uh, not so raring to go. Boys, I think we should get breakfast. Long trips require good meals. Otherwise, it's going to be terrible the whole way there. Also, how many rations do any of you have? It is a couple-day journey. About ten days of ration. You just... You just carry ten days of rations with you? I mean, it was a long journey. You should always have ration. You know, it's good. Dying ah. uh, is also good, but not right now. Uh, I should I should probably pick up some rations. I uh, seem to have finished mine on the way here. So it turns out clerics don't start with rations. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? You gotta get that explorer's pack. <laughs> what about you, Will? Well, of course I'm sitting on rations. Always prepared, ready to go. But I could always use some more. And you're right about a good breakfast. We should always start with a full belly. Wonderful. Well, let's be on it then. I'm gonna Yeah. Duh. Uh, I'm gonna turn to Volk, who is wherever he decided to sleep for the night, and give him a boot in the butt. He I'm going to make the argument he is very difficult to get up. I have to like wrestle him a little bit and then throw him up and then he's ready to go. Mm. I guess we will meet you downstairs for uh, I'll be there in a second. Volk, stop your shit, get up. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, I'm ki- we have an animal companion. I'm using that. No, uh, it's fine. Well, I'll be there in some time. And he starts donning his armor. Mm. Uh, sit up from bed. Hear all my old dwarf bones creaking. Yep. All right. We woke up again. Start putting my armor on. Uh, yeah, I guess I would put my armor on too. Wrap all it in. I always forget about the donning and doffing of armor. Yeah, remember that one time? Yes. <laughs> Never going to a fancy dress party again without full plate. <laughs> <laughs> Facts! Don't forget that's how you die. Man, yep. I learned that lesson a very different way. <laughs> that's true. One time. Off. One time to enjoy <laughs> the rain. Almost all died. You meet an Aboleth. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus! Hey. That's how it be That's sometimes. life. That's how it be. All right. That's so, life, man. So you guys, uh, you know, convene in your own pace downstairs. Uh, the morning crowd is very, very thin. Um, but the barkeep is up. He's making drinks for people that ask. Uh, and it turns out that um, Melody is uh, not just... A, a bard for hire she uh she works here <laughs> and is your um waitress as it were so she comes to your table in a very different outfit um and uh she asks what you know what can she get for you all this morning uh do we uh, tip for this profession as well oh much much cheaper <laughs> Uh, just meals for the from the tavern are much more affordable. A few, uh, like one silver or two for each of you for the meal. What can uh, I offer I for will, you, boys? 
get a, a nice meal for all of my friends here. I have recently come into some money, so I will take care <laughs> of it. it. Yo, is this the same money that I gave you? Listen, we do not talk about our, our, our money and the way we spend it where I'm from, okay? How we got it. I'm just... Just know that I have recently come into money. Yeah, you keep saying that. I'm just making sure where it came from. If you didn't need me to pay you, that money could go back to the conclave. Oh no, I, I was broke. It came from you. Ah. <laughs> I guess that makes sense. I don't know where else you would have gotten it. Uh. Ah. Melody, I would ask you, what do you recommend? Oh, well, I figured you're, you all are looking, well... You're adventurers, that's obvious, so I figured I could go for uh, a large breakfast platter for the group of you. Um, ale, if you desire such a thing with your breakfast. Uh, wine, even. Uh, really, whatever you desire. Uh, I don't know how much of a meat eater you are, but we can go that route. Or if you're not, uh, we have other options. Ah, meat's fine. That's not what I'm concerned about. You said whatever I want. Did you mean it? Well, within reason, of course. So, Redclaw looks her dead serious in the eyes. Now, Melody, this may be a strange request, but if you have some tea, I'd be eternally grateful. She nods just once. Of course, yes, absolutely. Don't oversteep, please. She nods uh, and sort of takes orders from everyone else. As you get the ninny his tea, I'll have an ale, please. Who's the ninny? Somebody Any man that takes me. a steeped tea. Go on, Wilt. <laughs> I'm listening. Who's the ninny? Oh, oh no. I'd, you. You are the ninny. Especially oh. one that's particular about the steep time of his tea. I mean... It's quite critical, Wilt. Do I need to explain how to brew tea to you? You seem like a smart man. No, I just don't care about tea. Ah, well, maybe I was wrong about you then. Who doesn't care about tea? We're definitely serving tea at the in-person session. <laughs> oh, yeah, <not> for sure. <laughs> except, for, except for you, Winters. You get an ale. You get an ale, bud. <laughs> I mean, I'm not arguing with that at all either. <laughs> You have uh, milk, cranberry juice, something <laughs> like that. Wilt is guffawing in the background. <laughs> yes, I, I will. Uh, I will have milk, please. He sort of smiles well, and maybe melts some chocolate in that skin. Ichabod, just a giant yak, fucking looking like he serves death itself. Be like. I get a chalky milk, please. <laughs> I mean, do you have chalky milk? <laughs> Wilt slams the coin purse on the table and leaves. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. I ain't putting up with this. <laughs> this party's fucked. <laughs> no, yeah, just just milk for me. It is good for bones. You got something to say about that, Wilt? No? no, he's quite correct. The milk is great for your bones. Ichabod, where do you stand on this? Let's take a vote right now. Tea or no tea? Uh, I, I was going to 
start with wine. I mean, it's, it's kept in the dark where we normally are. Reminds me of home. Well, there's a man after my own heart. Oh, good. You two can sit on the same side of the table. I'll sit next to Yo. <laughs> uh, I will warn you now. Uh, you should keep flight away from me. Uh, I'm very hairy. You will find food. Hair and food, it's not always pleasant for uh, people of... <laughs> he just looks at you. Redcall looks at you. Looks down at Volk. Looks back to you. Looks at Volk. Yeah, I know. <laughs> So with that, Melody sort of scoots off, and in not much time, actually, uh, she returns with um, a sort of uh, a, 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 how best to put it, um, a stein of cold milk uh, for Yo, um, a bottle of wine with a wine glass uh, next to Ichabod, a full uh, mug of ale for uh, Wilt and on a dainty little saucer with a dainty little cup uh, and a small like maybe 20 ounce pitcher of boiling water next to it she then lays um, a small spice pouch of herbs uh, and a metallic sort of double spoon with slits in it for you to sort of steep your own and your own tea. Red Claw. Uh, I don't know if you're going to make me roll a check, but Red Claw is going to attempt to brew the tea masterfully. Yeah, go for it. Okay. Uh, what do I roll for that? Whatever you want it to turn out. I think that this is such a character moment for you that it would almost seem weird for you to do this poorly. Fair. So I won't roll anything then. I'll just say that I pour the tea masterfully, and I, as I do it, I dead I will. <laughs> like it's it's in good fun. Yeah. Like I'm not being aggressive, but I'm just staring at him. Like, look at me make the fucking tea. It's the best tea ever. This is delicious. You're missing out. As he gets to like the most integral parts, Wilt with a smirk on will slurp his ale as loud as possible. <laughs> and just stare him in the face. Just like. Just like the most uh, graceful thing versus just like the most barbaric. barbaric. Uh, yep, Yo yep. will watch them uh, with a milk mustache. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. It's, it's about this time that uh, Melody returns with a large tray. Uh, she sets it on the middle of the table where equal reach for all of you. Uh, cutlery um, of cold iron and plates of pewter are set before all of you um and uh she sort of sets this tray and it has like like a ham haunch like that's been split in half um there's a, a fresh loaf of some kind of uh not grain bread probably corn bread it smells sweet like corn um there's a small, there's like a, 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 I guess a sizable bowl of like several different fruits, but uh, there's this huge, like, like there's a plate itself on the tray dedicated to containing this large omelet. Oh, yes. That has its own like, uh, like pie spade for it. 
Nice, yes. It's probably like a like a like a two dozen egg omelet. Like it's a massive fucking thing. The the pahoku breakfast. Right. Uh, very good. This is delicious. But what have you uh, brought for uh, friends? He's joking, right? <laughs> she sort of smiles and giggles unsuredly. If no, you all eat it all, I can bring just... more. That, that was not a joke. Uh, my jokes are very good, but uh, that was not one of them. Yeah, we've got to talk about this. I can't tell with you. Like, crack a, crack a smile or do something when you tell a joke. I, I am smiling. This, this is me. Smiling. Oh, sweet lords. Gods protect us. Uh, well, are you, are you going to let us have a little yow? Or does she literally need to bring out another servant? I guess I will share. Ah, so generous of you. That is what they say. <laughs> she sort of turns to leave and she nudges uh, yow and whispers in your ear um, that the marrow is still in the haunchbone. At that, he will just look at her, look at the haunchbone, and then look at everybody else and just snatch it up. <laughs> just, 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 just get that out of there. Yep. Just, yeah. Red Claw sips his tea. And uh, actually, I'm going to, Red Claw's going to take whatever he considers a quarter portion of the meal and as his portion and then split that with Volk. Volk's excited to eat the meat, but he's also like, that bone, though, dude. Okay. Volk, I see you, and that I wouldn't pick a fight with him if I were you. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not backing you up. Do I see the wolf look at, look at the bone? Probably. I'll leave some marrow in it for him and throw it down. Here you are, little one. You must be strong. Uh, yours is not one of the bodies I want to bring back. Uh, dog noises. <laughs> Jesse, I want those in there. <laughs> I can make that happen. Volk is, Volk is baby. <laughs> well, gentlemen, should we be on our way? Uh, long day ahead of us, uh, as they say. Indeed, the trail gets no older, but we do. Let's go. Uh, who who says that exactly? Old people. And he raises his hand. Ah, I guess that makes sense. They would know. So. Well, let's be on our way then. Ichabod, you ready? Yep, I'll tip the rest of the, the wine bottle up and just finish it off. Yep, leave it on the table. Alright. So you all make your way out of uh, the Hunter's Mark and to the edge of Middlebrook with the well-known to Red Claw Conclave paths ahead of you. Uh, we have a little bit more time still for the night, but this is a fantastic place to stop. So I think I'm going to just do that. Can I do one more thing real quick? So as we make it to the path, I look around a bit, and I pull off this giant bow from my back that you've all seen as we've been traveling. It's got black raven feathers all over it and what seems to be like hollowed out beaks and raven skulls i'm going to whisper into it a little bit and right on top of the bow you're going to see a red feathered raven with white eyes pop up Caw. that legit 
That legitimately sounded like a raven. <laughs> Alright, so familiar summoned. Adventurers on the path. Sorry for not a lot of dice tonight, but I think we had a great introduction. Mm. Oh yeah, dude, the, the RP is good. Now this is fantastic. Alright, so, as always, thank you all for joining us for another night of Dungeons & Dragons. I've been your host and Dungeon Master Kenny. We have our uh, fighter warlock... Uh, good night, everyone. Our ranger, uh, druid. Ah, good night, yo. Vogue says good night, too. Wow. <laughs> bow, bow, wow. Wowie, wowie, wowie. Our yeah. paladin. Good night, and may the great walls of Yell ever stand. And our cleric. Thank you all for listening. Good night. Hope you listen next week. Good night, everybody. Nice. Uh...